Hi, I'm Jacob, Tesco's newest club card owner. Hi, I'm Kieran, living through a whole new version of Brokeback Mountain. And this, and this is, is Chit Chat from Pop from Goes, Pop Goes Capitalism. Capitalism. <laughs> month's headlines. Chess, but not for trans women. The NHS, she is failing, girl. And stolen items, stolen again. <laughs> so what are we thinking, uh, everyone? Do, you, do we like the new format? We've changed things up around here. Mm-hmm. Yep, Kieran re-branded. expertly <laughs> mixed the BBC News theme into the National Anthem. <laughs> <laughs> Which yeah. I think we were both saying should have been how GB News did it. Yes, yeah, we agreed on that. Yeah, uh, you you mentioned to me or oh, something like BBC News, like, yeah, and then and then it just went ding in my brain, and I was like, I know exactly what I'm gonna do. And I was so excited, <laughs> like I worked on it for a couple hours, I think at some weekend, and then I was just so excited to send it to you and surprise you with it. It's and for so anyone. Good. For anyone who's interested, the file name is God Save the BBC. It is. Although my that button, name. that was too long, so it's called Chit Chat. Oh, uh, okay. okay. <laughs> yeah, my buttons are really small, so I have to like give them <laughs> stupidly short names. Like That's like the alternate title. Yeah, yeah there's, there's a couple of clips that we're playing in the show today that are about to be shortened. And um, yeah, they, they have some interesting names. <laughs> So that I remember what they are. But yeah, this is our Uh, brand new format. Essentially, what we are doing, because we thought a month was just too long for you to wait. We want you to have more of us. We've split up Chit Chat and our deep dive. So our sort of monthly roundup is going to happen at the end of every month like we used to. Chit Chat, we're going to do the music room. We're going to run down some stories that have been happening. That's, That's all happening at the end of each month. And then on what I am dubbing Day 15... (laughs) <laughs> which is in the middle of the month, or most months, we are going to be doing our deep dive. So you won't get a deep dive today when you're listening to this, but come back on the 15th of September and you will get a deep dive courtesy of Kieran here. Woo! Yeah, it's basically our way of doing the same amount of work, but tricking everyone listening into thinking that there's more content. Well, yeah. also, we were like <laughs> running close to like two hour long episodes. And I know from personal experience that sometimes that's really difficult to just sit through. So we want to try and condense it a wee bit and make it a bit yeah. more easy for you to listen to us. Just in case you were like, God, two hours is too long. <laughs> so here we are doing yeah. some chit chat. But first... Late stage capitalism. Hell yeah. So, Jacob, how have you been coping with late stage capitalism this month? Uh, I have been finding some email subject lines extremely amusing. There is a backstory to this, but essentially I have a spam email address for anything that wants me to sign up to it. It will go to Uh the email address I made that I don't like to use anymore because it's like Jacob Edward Radio or something like that. (laughs) And I don't like to use that. It doesn't sound that professional anymore. I made it when I was a teenager. And so all the junk goes there. 
as uh-huh. a definitely legal age teenager, I signed up for uh, a, a porn studio's email list because I they didn't often know that they had mailing they, lists. They, they often have one that, that you can sign up to, and they send you all their like newest releases, and there's often pictures involved. Oh God! In that. <laughs> <laughs> And I still get these. I don't know how many years this has been going on. I'm not going to give you the name of the studio. You may be able to guess from some of these subject lines, but my my God, God, are they good. Oh, my God. Okay. Okay. Uh, Examples include... Take a load off. Oh, God. Wet emoji. (laughs) We've got boy booty. (laughs) Did you miss this... Scene. Hot emoji. <laughs> One of my absolute favourites oh from recent, <laughs> recent okay. uh, is... I'm just scrolling. I'm trying to find it. They, they do send you like an email every day. So oh there's God. thousands of these in my inbox. Um, <laughs> have you masturbated you recently? Oh my god! Watch fitness <laughs> sluts now. Oh, <laughs> check out these uh, banging boys. Oh my god! Get <laughs> wet. Oh. Uh, check out these little bottoms. Little bot. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Oh my god! Watch where? raw talent now. Raw talent. Uh-huh. Okay. Oh, Happy okay. hump day. <laughs> oh, bloody hell. <laughs> Three is the magic number. Oh. <laughs> Here's oh some twink on twink action. Oh, I think I need to get an inhaler after Check this. Check out these big bubble butts. At least they don't discriminate between bottoms, you know. They love little <laughs> bottoms. They love big bubble butts. Everyone is welcome at this website, apparently. That's mm. that's lovely. Um, well. So that 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 that's how I've been coping with late stage capitalism by signing up to well signing up to a long time ago and recently discovering they still send emails. This uh, porn studio. And did it work? Did it ease the pain? <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> So, Kieran, how have you been coping with late-stage capitalism this month? So, for mine and my husband's, like, six-year boyfriend anniversary, he bought me a blender. So, I have been absolutely fucking obsessed with making soups. Like, I'm talking every soup you can think of. Carrot, red pepper, butternut squash, mushroom, potato, potato and leek. The other day, I made a sweet potato one that I have... Like, I'm just obsessed. Um, And I also made vegan mayonnaise... Oh, wow. Very exciting. And it's actually really put me off normal mayonnaise because it smells really eggy to me now. And I'm like, ugh. Interesting. Um, Yeah, but basically just trying to avoid the feeling of like this capitalist system by just playing around in the kitchen and ignoring the big bad world outside it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I I get that. And did did it work? Did it ease the pain? No, but I did enjoy the soup, so, you know. (laughs) Over the past few months, Luke Coombs 
cover of Tracy Chapman's Fast Car has been climbing in the charts very slowly, reaching a peak of 34 at the end of August. Good job, Luke. Uh Well done. It's got me thinking, though, of what other uses you can have for fast vehicles. Like, you know, nabbing some old-ass coins from a museum and (laughs) needing a quick getaway before the surveillance state gets onto you. (laughs) So, yeah, in some fun news, the British Museum has managed to recover some of the 2,000 items (laughs) that have been stolen, calling it the Missing (laughs) Treasures Scandal. Obviously, the deep irony here is it's the British fucking museum, one of the world's most well-known thieves, harboring many stolen treasures in its actual collection. Like, they aren't hiding this shit. They've got the Elgin marbles, the Rosetta Stone, several Welsh artefacts like the mould gold cape. Ex-Chancellor and noted piece of shit George Osborne, (laughs) who is now the chairman of the museum, of course he fucking is, stated that we believe that we have been the victim of thieves over a long period of time and frankly, more could have been done to prevent them. So this wasn't even like a heist where a bunch of people went and took stuff. People have just been going like, oh, shiny, and taking shit for what, years? Which makes this even funnier in my mind. Oscorp, and I mean Osborne, said that not all of the items were properly catalogued and registered, <laughs> suggesting that someone with the knowledge of what's not registered has a big advantage in removing them. What the actual fuck? How can you operate this big ass temple of stolen shit and not even catalogue it? Incredible. He also said that he was confident that honest people would return items found to have been stolen, but acknowledged that others might not. (laughs) So, Kieran, if you knew you had something from the museum, would you just give it back? (laughs) No, probably not. I think I would honestly sell it. If you you didn't know it was stolen, you're not thinking it's stolen because you just took it. Yeah, well... yeah, well, if I if I didn't know it was stolen and I was, like, somewhere down the chain, then I obviously wouldn't know, would I? They're not going to fucking advertise it to me as, like, buy this stolen coin from the British Museum. And honest people like, that know that it's stolen crime. are not going to want to get into trouble, so they're just going to be like, well, how are they going to fucking find me? And also, like, yeah, and it's, uh, yeah, I, I have so, like, my inside my head, like, I think my brain disappeared and was replaced with just one big fucking question mark. Like, everything you've said about this story, I'm just like, what? Like, I'm just so confused. Like, 2,000 stolen items. Like, that is so many. I'm guessing it's like little stones and like coins and cutlery and like just things that you could easily misplace anyway. But like when you're in a museum, like those places are meant to like, have they hired, hear me out, any autistic people? Because there's a very (laughs) harmful stereotype that is sort of accurate about autistic people and collecting shit. And (laughs) we're good at it. Believe me, there's a lot of us that are really fucking good at it. Where are they? I guess they're not Tories and they don't want to work in that particular museum, but still. It's just... just, (laughs) And then it's like, you're a museum. You're not like... You're not like a zoo with like some, some weird room that's like a museum. Like, you are a museum. This is what you do. And you didn't register it? Like, what did... What, can I just go and donate, like, I don't know, a Sims 3 CD I have, and then it'll be 
shown at the museum. Like, what? Like, why isn't everything catalogued? I don't get that. I, I cannot fathom how how this happened, how it kept happening, and how now it's a big scandal because they were like, oh, shit, we should probably ask people to be honest and give them back. It's like the janitor just, like, like went to work and, like, unlocked the doors, and he was like, shit, it's empty. And, and I like, mean, that's the point at which they realised. Critical support for this janitor, to be honest. Um, <laughs> go, girl, in Minecraft, and, allegedly. And then, and then it's like... And then my other thing is, it's like, aren't things stored behind cabinets? I guess like, not. I guess they're just I, on tables. <laughs> I don't think I've ever been at the British Museum, but like, even when you have them on the table like things, normally they're like, you know, like sunken. And then there's like a glass above it. Yeah, and I'm thinking like... like is it is it basically just like I don't know like the refrigerated <laughs> is it a velvet rope <laughs> the rope <laughs> like, that you cannot pass like I'm literally just so confused by that and then the fucking wild card you dropped on me that George fucking Osborne is the chairman <laughs> of the museum what orange confetti man himself uh, is the chairman of the British Museum <laughs> what the fuck I'm surprised they haven't sold all of it off for budget cuts and stuff under him you know. No, 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 no. That 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 shit's precious because we stole it. Yeah. If we stole it, we aren't selling it. If it's if it's useful to like British people, like the railways, sell that shit immediately. The water system, sell it. Electricity, sell it. These precious artifacts we stole and other countries want back. Absolutely, the fuck not. And that's the craziness is that like I haven't even I haven't even said anything to that point about the fact that this is filled with like stolen items. Like yeah, that it all of this weirdness takes place on this like initial layer of like fucked upness. Like- we have to say that like um like for legal reasons, not everything is stolen in there. There are some stuff that are like you would put in like the British Museum as as it were. Like yeah. there is stuff from like the actual country of England that and Britain, I guess, um, that you can say, well, that makes sense to be there. But there's other things that are just like, oh, my God, no. I always find it weird when there's, like, an Egyptian section, and I, like, really enjoy looking at it, but I'm always, like, yeah, like, yeah, uh, allegedly, I don't know, like, I'm not accusing anyone of anything, but uh, there's an Oriental Museum. It's called the Oriental Museum in Durham. What? So it's literally got, like, I, mean, I I think it's got a couple things from England, but pretty much everything is from Asian countries. And <laughs> and there's this little Egyptian bit. And they have like, I don't know what you call it, really. It's like the thing that the mummy goes in, like coffin. I don't know, but you know, oh, like sarcophagus. the sculpted. Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah, sarcophagus. I love saying she's Egyptian school. <laughs> I love that. Like, I love I love seeing it. It looks so great, and I'm like, I love Egypt. Like, I, yeah, I love Egypt. But, but I always have it in the back of my mind. Like, what's going on with this? Because it's perfectly reasonable that there's there's some sort of exchange program going on with Egypt. You know, because they like trade and share. Well, and they did a loan tour collections. Of, I think Tutankhamun did a tour when I was in school because it came to London. <gasps> I don't know whether that was Egypt. It could have been Britain showcasing it to the world again. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna check. So you're just gonna have to say, like, allegedly, maybe it wasn't Egypt yeah. organizing that. But that's the sort of shit people do with artifacts. Is like, oh, we'll we'll put it on a world tour or something. Like, I don't know. 
Yeah. Just if if it's if it's your history, then it's yours to sort of do with what you will. Whereas if it's yeah. oh, colonialism came and took this, it's like why do we still have it then? Yeah, and we always take the and this is the horror though. It's like so many of the things that we take are like really meaningful in these different cultures yeah. for us to just like shove it behind a piece of fucking glass and have people open or and take shitty iPhone photos of. You know? We have the internet. We could model it and make it an exhibition on the models of them and like Yeah. It would be equally as good an in Apple my vision. opinion. Apple Vision Pro comes out next year, so for what five thousand pounds you would be able to see it, like in augmented reality. Oh, I don't trust <laughs> VR. <laughs> I don't trust VR. Yeah, but no, this is yeah, this story. Yeah, this is a wild story. Yeah, fascinating. <laughs> yeah, I thought we'd start on something a little bit lighter, but uh, yeah, uh-huh. what else is occurring in uh, in the month of August? <laughs> This week, Olivia Rodrigo's new single, Bad Idea, right, fell to number 11 on the UK Top 40, down from its peak at number 5. Or was it 6? I forget. Anyway, in completely unrelated news, our country's national health infrastructure is crumbling through over a decade of systematic underfunding by the truly evil Tory party. One can't help but think, bad idea, right? Extremely bad. Yeah. So let me just take you very quickly through a couple of the stories that stuck out to me this month about the NHS. And I'm not even going to get into that Lucy Letby stuff because I'm <laughs> sure we've all heard about that and none of <laughs> yeah. us want to hear about it anymore. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but, I heard about that one. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So earlier this month, NHS junior doctors went on strike. Later this month, NHS consultants went on strike. Both are campaigning for pay restoration and for better working conditions. Naturally, the right-wing media that leans centrist at best are pinning the rise in waiting list numbers on these strikes, even when the strikes are a desperate last-ditch attempt to solve an underlying breakdown of the NHS. This month's NHS England said that 7.6 million people <laughs> were waiting to start treatment at the end of June, still up from the previous month. Uh, side note, I got that from Sky News and they said it's only a slight increase from uh, the prior month because it's it's only up slightly from 7.5 million to 7.6. And they were like trying to downplay it like that. And I was reading it and I was like, that's 100,000 more fucking people in one month like it's so annoying we we you know we redo the numbers and then like put a decimal point in a weird place and then we're like everything's fine yeah, if like, you write out 7.6 million it's a big fucking number yeah exactly um yeah so at the end of june uh over three hundred and fifty thousand people have been waiting more than 52 weeks also known as a year to start <laughs> routine hospital treatment and Side note, who even knows what, like, routine hospital treatment even really means? It's stuff like, that isn't urgent, isn't it? It's like, like yeah, like d- not life-threatening, I think, is what they tend to mean by that. Like, you can live with it, you probably shouldn't live for it for too yeah. long, but you can, and it's not, like, super-duper urgent. But uh, waiting that long for it seems like things are going badly. Yeah, I mean, the point I mean is more so, like, does that mean, like, your first appointment? 
Oh, like God, a people yeah, waiting because yeah. routine hospital treatment, like routine hospital consultations lead to routine hospital surgeries. So like when you say treatment, what does that actually mean? Because like if it just means like getting your first appointment after referral, then how fucking long are they going to be waiting for surgery? Long. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, the current NHS target is that patients should wait no longer than 18 weeks from GP referral to treatment. Again, whatever that means. But be careful, because who knows, that target might end up being scrapped. Just like six of the nine targets regarding waiting times for cancer treatment. One of the targets being removed is the two-week wait for a first consultant appointment. Coincidentally, that's the target where the NHS was underperforming the most. Hmm. So as soon as it gets too bad, they're like, "We're gonna, we're gonna scrap this particular target." Yeah, just, just forget I said that. Uh, yeah, I mean, this the- is fine. This is normal. <laughs> Everything is gonna be grand. Yeah, um, the NHS are like trying to frame it, and I, I, the NHS are trying to frame it as though they're getting rid of that target because some people can be referred straight from GP to testing for diagnosis. Mm -hmm. So they're saying that, like, this two-week consultant appointment is, like, kind of redundant. But I'm just thinking, like, but, I mean, how do you measure your targets? Like, surely we should have that target for the people who do need to see a consultant before testing. Mm -hmm. And then if you can just directly go and be tested, well, then you don't count towards the target, do you? Because you're not having this first consultant appointment, so I I still don't I don't I don't I don't buy the reasoning. <laughs> um, no. Yeah, but I have to admit that this story about the NHS and NHS waiting times is incredibly personal to me. <sighs> At the end of last month, shortly after we'd recorded last month's <laughs> podcast, actually, yeah. my husband Rico suffered a pretty random like attack on his back (laughs) like he just like fell to the ground (laughs) um and that saw us spending the weekend in a and e and saw him narrowly avoid emergency surgery um he was diagnosed with a very rare back syndrome which will like all of the online literature says it will require spinal surgery um (laughs) woohoo um and currently his first nhs consultation is scheduled for the end of november so who knows how long it'll take for him to actually get surgery and he needs surgery. Um, assuming treatment includes consultation, you know, with the, the target. Yeah, yeah. Rico will be waiting 17 and a half weeks, which might mean that his case meets the aforementioned 18 week target. Woohoo! They met their target. Great. Wonderful. <laughs> One case. <laughs> like... Meanwhile, he's, like, pretty much bed-bound for, for those, like, 18 weeks. What? Well, sorry, oh, excuse me, 17 and a half. Uh, my apologies to the NHS. Yeah, so targets can be great, but targets like the four-hour goal between arrival in A&E and a decision being made about onward care or discharge are, quite frankly, like, shit targets. They say shoot for the sun and you might just land on the moon. But these targets are more like shoot for Brighton and you might land in London. Like (laughs) targets should be ambitious, not tailored to a failing health system and what it in general does already or did before Tory austerity. 
And, and what good are targets when you don't give those responsible for meeting them the required resources, you know, like money, trained professionals, equipment, you know, and so on. Like, perhaps all they're good for in reality is for deflecting the blame from the government that underfunds our healthcare system to the NHS that doesn't stand a hope in hell without the government's intervention. <sighs> so, Jacob, rant over. I know that was a long one. Apologies. I feel a little bit lighter now. Maybe. I don't know. I wrote that down that I would say that, but I feel like it got me worked up. <laughs> so, so what do you think about all of this? I think what you say about targets is interesting because targets to me feel like something that shouldn't be advertised. Targets are so often used in the wrong way. Like a target is a very internal yeah. thing that you say to like staff, we need to have people out here in sort of like four hours maximum sort of thing. You don't yeah. want that to become you will be waiting four hours no matter what because then it just becomes, oh, we can we can squeeze in your assessment for your back surgery in 17.5 weeks, which is just under the target. So it's yeah. like it becomes the sort of default by accident, whereas what you really want to be doing is making it as short as humanly possible because that's what yeah. healthcare needs to be. It needs to be fast. It needs to be reactive, which it's really struggling to do because the government have decided to plunge it into the depths of nowhere because what they really want to do is privatise it, but they can't do that because popular support for the NHS is fucking massive. And so their yeah. only course of action is to run it into the ground so that people, and I have actually heard people start to say this, say the NHS is collapsing, it's not going to be around for much longer, we need an alternative, we need the private God. sector. And that upsets me greatly, because the private sector, people are like, it won't be like America, it'll be like Ireland or somewhere. Ugh. That's still fucking bad. Yeah. That's still, you pay for everything. You know, dentists that nobody goes to because it's fucking expensive <laughs> as all shit. That's private healthcare with some discounts for some people because we're feeling nice. But otherwise, you're fucked. Why is your mouth yeah. separate from the rest of your body? Fuck knows. Or your eyes. It doesn't matter if you go fucking you're blind, <laughs> but you know, as long yeah, as your, eyes. your heart's beating, it's fine. We'll, Why you know, do we'll you pay for glasses? Beating. I can't understand any of this. And then it's just going to out like, like I, I recently was diagnosed with sleep apnea. Uh, didn't get uh, yeah. along with the machine, which is good because I was on the NHS anyway. So uh, got the machine, uh, hated it, kept trying with it, gave it back, uh, with exploring yeah. other things. However, if I was on private healthcare, that shit is like thousands of pounds. Yeah. I would just have no treatment. I wouldn't even be able to explore the option of that machine, but I've tried it now. I know it's not for me. And unless things get worse, I am not using it. So the NHS is like the only good thing we have left and it's failing because of political decisions. You cannot let anyone tell you this isn't a political decision. Exactly, exactly. And and what really infuriates me now is that in 20-fucking-three, you know, it's 2023, near the, nearly the end... And still the Tory government on every interview about every story about our crumbling NHS is just like, but remember in 2020, we had a new virus. It's like, bitch, I'm not yeah, stupid. Yeah, remember that uh, like PPE me. was completely a, a scandal after scandal after scandal because yeah. we didn't have the stockpiles we needed for the health system anyway. So they were doing it with feckin' bin bags and whatnot. And the PPE yeah. we did start to get in was from Matt Hancock's fucking landlord. Sorry, pub landlord. 
Here's Allegedly. what infuriates me. God. Here's what infuriates me most about this COVID, you know, scapegoating, like using COVID as the excuse for everything. Don't you remember how much fucking drama there was in 2019 in the run-up to the election? The one which, you know, Corbyn, cry, lost. <laughs> um, what we could have there was There was so much drama and like all these all these bits of footage of people on hospital beds in corridors in A and E, it was mm-hmm. such a big talking point. To, blah, 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 talking point about how the NHS was falling apart. This was in 2019. There was no COVID. So, so like, stop trying to use that as an excuse. You and know, this is one of the reasons as well I won't be voting for Labour in any upcoming elections because their shadow health secretary wants to bring in the private sector anyway to support the NHS, which is a very nice way of saying privatise the fucker. Ugh, yeah. But maybe with more like, like privatise the thing, socialise the losses sort of way. I don't know. I hate, I hate, I hate all of it. I hate yeah, all like, of it. Like one of my localish hospitals is not the one we go to because we've moved like, because we're like closer to Durham, but growing up, one hospital we'd go to sometimes. I say it like we go there for fucking coffee or something. <laughs> oh, yeah, Off one hospital we go to sometimes. No, um, but it's Bishop Auckland Hospital. Um, you probably won't know it, but it was built uh, under New Labour with oh. one of these private finance initiatives. <laughs> so they're going to be paying off this fucking hospital until 2050. Why? Wait, why? Because why like, are they paying for it? Yeah, I'm not like the expert on this and I didn't read up on this, sadly. You know, there's way too much to read up about everything yeah. wrong with the NHS. But like, it's basically like private. It was like built with a private loan, basically, I think. What a good so, idea. Can't see that yeah. being a bad thing. It, you know, that's such a smart note. <laughs> Looking at it from the evil New Labour perspective, I mean, not my personal opinion. But like, that is such a smart thing to do. You mm. just, you just get, you should withdraw all of these fucking loans. And by the time they start to like self-destruct the country, you're long gone. You know, you have an institute, <laughs> you're making loads of think pieces, you're like you're loaded as fuck. <laughs> yeah, you've already, you know, initiated you all these. that. <laughs> Don't know if you can say that or not. I think you, I think if you we bleep need a lawyer. It, if you bleep it. We need a it, show lawyer. <laughs> That would because be fun. I, I, I want to say things and I don't want to bleep them. <laughs> I need a lawyer because I want to say things. <laughs> yeah, I want to say things without getting in legal trouble for slander and libel, and which are both beautiful names for a girl, but <laughs> libel and slander. <laughs> my twins. Oh my God. Oh, oh my God. Can we very... I'm so sorry to do this. Can I go rogue for a second? Oh my god, are you going to call your child libel because uh, I would like credit? <laughs> no, I just had... Because you were, like, joking around about, like, posh people. It sounds like... I, that was what I took from what you were saying, like, posh people names. <laughs> that is a very... That's a very David Beckham name. <laughs> um, <laughs> Here is my child libel. <laughs> posh Beckham. Oh my god. Libel Beckham. <laughs> um, but I, uh, I, I was on the BBC looking for things to chat to my husband about because I'm sad and, yes, I do that. Um, and I saw this one and a half minute or two minute video. It was like, make a healthy summer picnic for under five pounds. I was Way. like, ooh. And, you know, as as I think 
you have known for months and I've probably established to anyone listening by now. I love cooking and food. I'm very excited by it. So I was like, oh, fascinating. And I start the video and this very, very poshly spoken, you know, middle-aged woman starts speaking. And the first thing she says is, you can get a loaf of bread for free using the Olio app. And I'm like, we're cheating, aren't we? This isn't legitimate. Yeah. Like, imagine your advice to help people, like, live healthily for less money is like, use this app where sometimes people give away things. <laughs> like, what the fuck? And then she, like, she didn't count, she didn't count the tomatoes she used because she already had some in the cupboard. And, and it was just all of this crap. And I was Wait, so fuming. That, that's cheating because she's already got it in the cupboard. So it's not, yeah. it's not counted towards the... And, and then it came in. Here's the gag. It came in, all things considered, at £4.95. So, like, if you actually did the money properly, it was definitely not under a fiver. It, it, it enraged me because, like, if you were, like, struggling a lot and very poor and you saw that headline, you'd be like, oh, great, this might be able to help me. And then it's like, nah. <laughs> like, I think if you're going to cost things, like, the fairest way of doing it is to, like, say, like, this is the price when you go into the supermarket and you have to buy everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Like, so if you're only going to use one tomato, but you can only buy like a six pack of tomatoes, count the six pack price. And then as a separate costing, I think you should like divide, you know, and say like, oh, well, I only used one tomato. So it's a sixth of the price. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, I was completely enraged by that. And, and oh yeah, oh yeah. Any, where's the link here? And come on, explain the fucking link. I forgot... <laughs> I've forgotten the name, but she she mentioned the name of her young daughter, and I was oh, like, no. and, and it was at that point I was like, you aren't fucking poor, like you don't have a clue about money, like you, no, it was it was just like such a rich girl name, I couldn't, <laughs> and then we sent it to my dad to watch because I was so enraged, I was like, I need to show more people this, and he yeah. messaged he messaged, well she doesn't have a clue if she's naming her daughter that. And I was like, fucking hell, okay, this is really a thing. It's not just my weird opinion. <laughs> I also feel really sad for the kids in that situation. Like, what did they do to deserve a name? Yes. Like... Oh, my God. I just thought of a great name for a kid. Cheddar. Like, isn't that such a posh boy's name? Oh, Cheddar. Oh, my God, Cheddar. Cheddar. Oh, oh, and then he Mature gets... the third. <laughs> and then he... <laughs> and then he'd get the nickname... Mature of... Matt for short. And he'd get the nickname of Ched, and then it would be in like in Mean Girls when she's like, "Oh no, it's not Katie. It's not Caddy. It's Katie. Like Katie with a Caddy." And then, uh, but then it would be like, "It's like Chad, but with an E. Ched, you know." Ched. Or it's like Chet, but with a D. Oh my god. Well, my <sighs> sister from like many years ago was like, you know what, a beautiful name for a girl would be Bacteria. Bacteria. So- this is a long-running family joke for what us. The fuck? Every time I think of a new one, I'm like, you know you could call your child Defence. Def, for short. <laughs> <laughs> this is my child, Death. <laughs> Death herself. Oh, God. Oh, God. But yeah, that's such cheaty way of doing food 
reporting, especially when we have like over 2,000 food banks, which is like on a par with the 2,000 Gregs we have in the country. Like, yeah, imagine if the, imagine that. if they'd said like a healthy summer picnic for under fiver, and it's like step one. Go to your local food bank and get a loaf of bread. Like, I get that it's free, a but it doesn't lot of really people count. people have to use food banks to get food and they can't necessarily yeah. choose what they get. They just, what's there? And yeah. that's depressing because, what? Yeah, I d- Why are they Jesus, so normalised? Yeah. I like the fact that they exist because they help people. I hate the fact that we live in a system that's just like, yeah, they're good. Well, personally, <laughs> I love food banks and I feel happy when I see them because it's a sign of the good heartedness of the community. Do you know Not what I'm referencing? the decay of the system. Wait, do you know, do you know what I'm referencing? No. Oh okay, God, that was who said okay. This? Okay, warning sign. Alert for anyone listening. That was not my opinion. I was trying to imitate Jacob Reese uh, Mogg. Oh my <laughs> God! Did he say that? Yeah, he says he 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 feels happy when he goes into food banks because the it's only like reason I would ever change goodwill. my name is because I share one with him, uh, <laughs> and he gives us a bad name. Um, and uh, <laughs> and the only reason I'm not changing it is because I want to become the better Jacob. <laughs> You already are. <laughs> I think just by virtue of existing, you know. <laughs> I want to battle him in an arena. <laughs> oh, I'd I win. Mean, I can imagine. Like, I, all I'd have to do is run at him at high velocity and I'd just, <laughs> it, it would end him. I'd just he roll. Would, he would snap like a twig, I feel like, wouldn't yeah, he? Our yeah, our body types are very different. I, I, could, I could get him. <laughs> high velocity oh. roll down a, a semi-steep hill. Gone. Like bowling. His top hat would be all that remains. Oh my um, god. You know when you laugh? Like allegedly. I'm laughing so this much I'm starting to sweat. You know what I mean? <laughs> this is too much of me today. And look at the open a window. <sighs> We're not even oh. done. <laughs> We're nowhere near done. <laughs> oh. oh, okay. So what else is going on in the news, Jacob? <laughs> During last, uh, the last full week of August, Fleetwood Max everywhere was sitting happily at 69. Nice. Uh, in the UK charts. <laughs> 11 weeks in the charts. That's been now. I don't really know why it's back in the charts. Hmm. But uh, what I can say for certain is that something that is truly everywhere right now is transphobia this month Mm. in what i'm calling the dumbest shit i've heard all year the international chess federation says it's temporarily banning trans women from competing in women's events unlike physical sports where our society still seems to be very bioessentialist still chess is a battle of the mind meaning only the only logical thinking that this federation was doing is that trans women are biological men in their minds at least and biological women have smaller brains and so therefore can only play against other women for the game to be fair again whatever the fuck that actually means like what does fair mean anyway sounds a little bit misogynist to me Uh, The only silver lining to this is the seed that I'm hoping that it plants in people's minds regarding sex segregation to begin with. It's fucking weird, even in physical sports, if you ask me. And it's a decent sized hill that I will die on. (laughs) So with this batshit decision all over the mainstream news, I am hoping more people will start to see and maybe even speak out against the segregation of sports 
full stop. But especially mm. when it's something that's not as ingrained in our society as women have smaller brains so they can't play chess against God. men, even if those men are, like, in air quotes, are trans women. Like <sighs> Thoughts, I, feelings, Karen, go! Uh, I mean, fucking hell. Um, <laughs> like, I... Uh, and, yeah, like... I consider myself an ally, obviously, serving Imogen, obviously, like, you know. Um, I'm an ally. <laughs> um, like, I don't mean this in a, like, to be in an ignorant way, but, but like, it, it's got to the point with, like, sports banning trans women, where, like, it's sadly becoming very standard, like, I'm not really surprised anymore, you know, like, swimming, this swimming thing has banned trans women, now it's cycling, and it kind of, like, I kind of got a little numb to hearing it, I was just like, uh-huh, yeah, of course, because you're fucking doing it for all of them, aren't you, but, but, like, this, like, really got me off my chair, like, I was, what, like, uh, chess, it's so, it's something, I, I can't remember if we've discussed it on the podcast before, but I think that this really shows that transphobia always worms its weaselly fucking way to misogyny. Like oh, it, yeah. it always, it, it always just, you know, and it's like these anti-trans gay people, especially. And it's like, <sighs> do you think they're going to stop with, with transgender people? Do you really think that? The evangelical right that believes you shouldn't even, like, I don't know, see a penis before marriage or whatever. You know? Like, they're not going to stop with trans people. Women are biologically cleaners. <laughs> oh, God. You, sorry, I've randomly... This is a real random tangent, but uh, TikTok has been feeding me wife swap clips where they swapped a wife with oh, a husband God. of a gay couple oh, uh, and it was oh. a Christian household that the wife came from and the gay man from the gay couple went to the husband of the Christian wife who does all the chores and it looked like absolute fucking carnage. Oh now, I God. hate reality TV, but I was almost glued to that like, one-minute clip on TikTok. I was like... Oh God! I'm gonna need to find that oh, episode. God. I love trashy oh, TV like that. I love it. I have such a soft spot for it. I know it's bad, but I do. Um, yeah, but this... but yeah, they they the women women clean men come. They he had a marriage contract. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? He had it written. He showed it. He had like a written contract oh, of their God. marriage, and oh, she God. does like the cleaning or whatever. <laughs> Something like that. Oh God! Oh, everyone oh, no. respects me. I'm the man. Oh, I go no. to work. A contract like that? Oh no! Uh, 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 no! Oh my good lord! Um, yeah, but this this chest stuff is just like—it's so insulting. It's insulting to women to as women. well as trans um, women and like everyone. And I don't—I don't understand how you can ban trans women from anything, really. Well, I understand how. <laughs> Watch them. I on. <laughs> oh God! Because <laughs> <laughs> they want to do it. Like, but like. Uh, I don't understand how you can do it without evidence or like, like or or reason. <laughs> okay, ladies, line up. It's time for your vagina check. Oh god. Yeah. It's like with running, and wasn't there that uh, cis woman runner that was like banned? 
because her there's testosterone been a lot of levels, things like that her, oh like, god there was levels were too yeah. high and it's like because it, they're they're bioessentialist again it's like and, well, and again, you're, you're clearly it, a man <laughs> again it like it loops around to misogyny and all of the other shit things it never stops with just transphobia like i challenge you to find like one person who is not at all homophobic not at all sexist or anything but is just transphobic like i don't Honestly, think that the really only exists. good argument i have ever heard for sex segregation of sports specifically is that like men do violence against women and minorities and often other men as well um but like that's the only good argument there is no biological yeah. evidence that i have found like if you want to talk about like weight categories and like muscle mass and sh- weird shit like that people can build or whatever like you can talk about that but it's not a sex thing it's a it's a thing you can work on and build up and you put me against any professional wrestler i'm dead okay it's not a sex thing it's a physical ability thing yeah and there's so much overlap in the and the way that it spews down into the amateur level like why 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 do we have amateur women's tennis it's like well it's a girls club cool but why is that so common anyway? Yeah, I think why can't we have mixed yeah. teams? Why are we making everything a competition? Why? 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 I hate it all. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I think personally, and maybe I'm just behind the curve on this, but I think some sex segregation kind of makes sense if at the upper limit. Uh, I don't. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I have found no good examples. Like, I'm not sure how to phrase it, but like if cis men outperform cis women at the upper bound of each sex, then I think there might be a case to be made for female categories. Whatever female means. I, You know what I mean? Not really, but I don't... Like, here's the thing about me is that I don't, like, see any value in competition, like, at all. Mm, well, yeah. I just don't... I just don't see it. So, like, saying, well, this man is, like, physically better at this than this woman is... It, to me, it's always been silly. But now that I've got enough mm-hmm. language to express why I think it's stupid, I will just... I will just say that it's stupid because I think it's stupid. Fair um, enough. Enough, yeah. <laughs> I think it's really dumb and people should stop doing it. Interesting. You'll have to well I'll have to read up more on that then because I don't really Especially when you look at like as well and like it's it's, it's it it doesn't make sense. It doesn't. It really doesn't. <laughs> I can't express it in a way that's like soundbitey enough <laughs> other than it's stupid. I think I mean what I do know is that, like, there is such wild variation in ability within a sex, you know? Like, there's well, that, so well, much that's, wide that, that's variation. Kind of the, that's the kind of core of my point, is if you uh-huh. actually look at sex, it's it's like gender in that it's not binary in the slightest. Yeah. But because the very, very obvious factors, like genitalia being similar obviously genitalia all looks different because again variation but yeah. um you've got like a very easy indicator for like a binary to exist and so it mm. did but we've come so far in our understanding of like genetics and chromosomes and hormones and different bodily everything that's like yeah 
it doesn't make sense that we segregate like this at all and we should just stop <laughs> hmm. okay <laughs> i might send i think there's a good video on this but i can't remember if it's quite on the note i don't know yeah yeah i'd love to hear more about it yeah <laughs> sex isn't as uh binary as uh people think I mean, and i, I think this yeah, isn't grand yeah. we should have given to trans verbs i really think because a yeah. lot like a lot of the the discourse was always like gender is a spectrum but trans people know that sex is real sort of thing we shouldn't have given them that because it's not it's just as a spectrum as gender if not more yeah. of one it's just one that you can't really express or see because it's all inside it's it's very it's it, it's very biological but not in a bioessentialist kind of way i mean what's, if that makes sense. what's crazy though it's like they use, like transphobic people used to argue about chromosomes on the basis of chromosomes. They, they still do. <laughs> like, like I like like I look at somebody and I'm like, oh X Y, like what the fuck? Who who does but that? Also, uh, but also, also cis people have X. Like there are cis people with the pro- the chromosomes you wouldn't expect. Well, exactly. And th- but now sex isn't and, like that. <laughs> more and more, I've like seen them move on to this whole gamete crap what like oh god what have they gone on to now there's one there's uh one determinant of of uh, sex and it's whether you produce the large gamete or the small gamete oh for fuck's sake what is so, what's so a what, gamete so it's it's uh like the sex cell so <sighs> e- <laughs> god it's it's egg cells or sperm cells yeah so they're trying oh, to define it like that. Bullshit. It's Matt Walsh again. It's like, oh, my oh God. yeah, because when I when I meet someone and I want to know what pronouns I should use, I'm like, can you give me an egg or like, you know, kapow, kapow into donate a some sperm? Yeah, can, uh, <laughs> for me to sample. And then I'll and then and then like. And then I'll know what pronouns to use for you. Like, what the fuck? Transverbs are like, I need to throat you before I know whether or not to call you (laughs) he, him. They literally can't work out a way of defining sex that actually works in their favour because there isn't one. Like there isn't one. And they, they 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 just constantly go to like these definitions that have no no material consequence in reality and nobody nobody thinks of in actual life outside of the website formerly known as fucking twitter you know what i mean you're about to say mum's net then (laughs) oh oh, good lord no do they have a twitter account that would be a fun crossover (laughs) i think they do that would be like i don't think they use it for the 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 heated stuff that would be like they like to pretend they're neutral oh god they're just a mummy form. Oh god! Now we've now we've both been worked up by our respective stories. <laughs> shall we? Ha- shall we have a fun game now? I've 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 come up with a, a game that I want to play. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is who published this? Dun dun dun. Okay. I need to get you to like do like like circus music. <laughs> so essentially what I'm going to do, it's a trial. I don't know whether we'll bring this back. I'm going to read an unhinged article or parts of that article. Oh. And all you need to do, Karen, is guess where it was published. It could be The Sun, The Mirror. Think along those lines. Okay. Uh, as, as a sort of hint, it's not The Sun or The Mirror. 
it could be much, much worse than that. Okay. The title of this article is How National Service Turned Boys Into Men. Okay, I have my first guess. Men.com. Men.com? Isn't that a porn site? (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know they had a blog section. (laughs) The porn website is actually just a front for an actual, like, militantly alt-right (laughs) organisation. Allegedly, no, I'm just kidding. Of shirtless That's not true. men on men action. <laughs> but it's all with trousers on, so you know it's safe. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, okay, right. <clears throat> Hit me. Okay, British Pathé voice. Yeah! The National Service Act of 1948 called for all physically fit males between the ages of 17 and 21 to serve in the armed forces for an 18 month period. I know, I was there. In August 1949, I went complaining and unwilling and with some slight fear and doubt, like every other 18-year-old, to the RAF Initial Training Uh Centre at Padgate, part of Warrington, then in Lancashire. In the ensuing seven weeks, we were transformed from a rabble of unkempt, wary, grumbling youths to a disciplined body of highly polished boots and carefully ironed uniforms obeying orders without question. Boots the house down, diva. (laughs) She'd be licking them boots. (laughs) Um... Surprises began early. Several immunisation jabs resulted in half a dozen of the heftiest lads falling flat on the floor. Uniforms came along on the second day, so we had to send our civvy clothes home in a parcel. We were all given ID cards and a service number, which I remember to this day. We had to stamp this on all our items, such as shoe brushes. What the fuck? <laughs> any any early guesses as to who this could be and where? I don't have a clue about who, and my knowledge of names of of newspapers and stuff isn't so great. Um, I feel uh, the Telegraph. The Telegraph. That's that's not a bad guess, actually. That's not a bad guess. It's not them. Okay. Uh, hmm. Moving on slightly down the article. Okay. There were more interesting days. So they they've just I've skipped out a bit about like. Army training, you know, this guy is, like, creaming his pants over oh, how everything okay. was, like, the best and also terrible at the same time. Uh, Twas the best of times, twas the worst of times. <laughs> there were more interesting days when we had somewhat perfunctory lessons in aircraft recognition using leftover charts from the war and we were taught to shoot. Curiously, though, and I've never understood this, we spent some time stabbing stacks of hay with bayonets while screaming as loudly as possible. Surely by 1949, there would be no more fighting with bayonets. What the fuck? People are so unhinged. I... I... Why Why was the RAF doing this in 1949? What the fuck? Okay. It makes me worry about cadets, honestly. I Okay, um... There were compensations, a 24-hour pass, for instance, with much reduced forces rail fares. I went to to Blackpool with two mates from my my flight, which is what they call the group. The tower ballroom was packed as it rained all day. There was an Uh overnight guard duty, so you had the next morning off, and a turn in the cookhouse so you could choose to have two puddings instead of a main course. Uh, That still sounds pretty juvenile to me. 
for somebody who's making the point of like this turned me into a man and and then but i had two puddings and then it's like oh my god but i loved it there because like sometimes <laughs> i got to have two puddings and skip dinner woohoo like that sounds prepubescent you know that sounds like eight year old like seven year old child Girl. We're about oh to get God. into okay. the part of this article that made me scream out loud. Oh, fucking hell. Okay. <laughs> so get ready to guess because we're nearly done. Oh, God. For some of them, the call-up had undoubtedly interfered with their lives, their jobs, their plans. But from what I saw, the vast majority, it suddenly gave them a chance to do something useful, which they could carry on into civilian life in 18 months. Except that in 1950, because of the war in Korea, the government added another six months. We were not asked for our choice of personal pronouns. We ate Ugh. whatever food was provided. Missing breakfast was a crime. We had no allergies. We did not drape protest messages over the site offices. We did not dare to take offence at being told what to do a hundred times a day. And if the next training task was to run two miles, we did it, no matter how unfit we were in the first couple of weeks. Did you find that last paragraph hard to believe all true i was there is it andrew neil <laughs> that's a really good guess is it it's no oh. it's it does sound a bit andrew neely um oh who's that guy who's andrew o wait no i said that wait oh andrew o'neill's the oh my god who am i thinking i of? don't think you'll get the writer okay the the <laughs> Actually, I don't know if you could. I don't know if it's possible to guess because I wasn't expecting this in the the pl the place that I found it. The Guardian. No, no, uh, that would be really funny if it was in the Guardian. Actually, uh, I think it's more that the the place that I found this isn't the place you'd expect, like an article. New Statesman from this person. No, one more guess. One more guess. Oh, Jesus. Uh Hmm. Oh, God. Uh... Oh, I don't know. I don't have a clue. This is an article by Ivor Williams for Conservative Woman. <laughs> what? 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 <laughs> oh, that was a punchline. That was a punchline, Jacob. I was not expecting that. What? <laughs> uh, conservative this was published in Conservative Woman about a week ago. Uh, okay. Um, I don't know what 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 about Conservative Woman called for this, but uh, I'm just imagining all of these Conservative women being like getting a little hot, you know, getting a little. Well, this was meant for men used to be hard, and they're like, oh, oh wow, oh those RAF men. You know what I mean? Forcing men at young ages to perform actions that they don't want to do. Oh, yeah. conservative. Like, that's so... Oh. <laughs> that's, okay. Yeah, that's, uh, that's fascinating. Okay. Like, it's weird to so me that... that there'd even be an article in Conservative wo Woman that mentioned boys or men in the title. <laughs> that, that's why I clicked on it. I was like, I need to know what this is about. I need to know. Um, okay, <laughs> well. Okay. They, they have loads of, um, oh my God. Oh my God, what? <laughs> oh God. Oh God. Okay. No. 
<laughs> this website is just so fucking unhinged. Oh, God. What is okay, it? This, 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 okay, the... The one I was about to read out, just as an example of one, the global climate change cult and the war on the mind, like that mm. standard stuff. <laughs> then I thought enough. underneath that is the boy who identified as a car. <sighs> <laughs> and oh. a picture of like an old fashioned Ford. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I didn't even know that conservative woman existed, really. Now you do. And honestly, I need to give credit where credit is due to a superior podcast, to be honest, uh, called Podcasting is Praxis. Listen to it. It's great. Uh, they've done, they have a game called Comment or Commentariat where yeah. you have to guess if it's a comment or a member of the Commentariat writing. And uh, they've done a few from Conservative Woman. Well, that was fun. I think we should do that again. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe next time I'll let you find something unhinged okay. from an unhinged publication. And it shouldn't be too difficult nowadays, should it? I just realised their their sort of tagline is the conservative woman defending freedom. <laughs> and they're like headlines on the website as COVID-19, Brexit Watch, BBC Watch, Culture Wars and Stateside. Oh, so they're not... They're, they're like... They're, they're the crazies. It, it's the not US like Bio-Warfare Project oh, no. uh, that oh. caused the COVID-19 debacle. Oh, they hate vaccines. They hate woke people. They hate Jacinda Ardern. They hate everything. Really? I love her. I love her so much. She was an icon. Oh. Well, that's because she was like a decent like person. Yeah, to be honest, it's quite like when when I reflect on how much I liked her, it, it's kind of depressing in a sense because it's like, yeah. really? I'm going to, like, absolutely fucking stan a politician just because they're they're competent and doing a decent job. Yeah, like, that's like sad her that politics were so quite left-centre, so not as far as I would like to go, but yeah. it's nice to see the sort of softer left actually getting anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Uh, but, yeah. <laughs> Music room time. Woohoo! We need a jingle for that next time. We do. I'll get. I'll get you on it. Well, I'll let you start. What are you bringing to the room today? So the first song I am recommending is an absolute fucking bop. It's from Slater, and it's erotic electronic. I just. I brought Slater to the pod before. I think so. This is a returning champion. Yes. Yeah. You. You recommended out of time. I love that song <laughs> so much. And this is amazing as well. Like, uh, I played it for for Rico. Um, mm. He's not really into Slater. Um, mm. and I just, so, so when Rico's not into an artist and I, I really like a song from them, I'm just going to, like, sneak it on you. I'm not going to tell you who it's by because you don't like them. Uh, so I'm going to just let you listen. Yes. And then you're going to say you love it. And I'm going to say, ha! You know, <laughs> so, so and, and when I said, yeah, he really liked it. And, and when I said, it's from Slater, he was like, what? Because it's, it's really got that Kim Petras turn off the light vibe, I it think. It does. I was about to say it uh, has like a Kim Petras vibe yeah, to it. Yeah, I just, uh, it's just such a bop. Oh, love. My first pick is um, Cat and Kelmel. I'm not sure if I've recommended them before on the pod, but I absolutely feckin' adore these two. Uh, this, this, Their whole body of work that they're releasing at the moment is so relatable 
and this is equally as relatable. I've been listening to it for weeks and weeks and weeks now, uh-huh. uh, throughout August, and I just love their sound, and when their sound really complements the lyrics, that's where it really gets me, and oh, they got me with that one. Uh, I thought it was, it was very, it's very unique, the way they sound. I, I really I just, liked I just it. love that sound. Like those distorted like that, vocals and... Bit, listen oh, to overstimulated because that's like okay <laughs> that's hashtag autistic vibes i love it so much i'll write that down um but wasting away an absolute bop 10 out of 10 yeah from me. yeah i think it's awesome yeah um so karen yes your next song my second song and i've never even tried to say these names out loud so apologies in advance but my second recommendation is that viral fucking tiktok song Kyle Gordon. That's Planet what of this the is. Yeah. Featuring DJ Crazy Times and Miss uh Belanger? Billijana or Billyana, Billyana. Electronica. I know how yeah. to say electronica, so I'll just <laughs> I'll just focus on that. Uh yeah, yeah it's when just you hilarious. Were, when you recommended this, I was sat here listening to it going, There must be a story behind this. I love it. Basically it's just like Do trying you? to be like generic generic like 90s music so it's got all of these nonsense lyrics it's so random and it, i didn't know what to make and the, <laughs> and the video is just so camp and great it like it like plays on all of those like 90s like dance cliches oh, okay. it's like so she's like an alien and she sees that green <laughs> computer screen like do you want to become <laughs> human and then it's got y or n for yes or no it's just oh it's just so camp uh and I think the reason why I'm mainly into it is because Charlie Fisher kept on messaging me about it. Love you very much, Charlie. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I'm guessing they're a fan, or were they more oh, like, yes. I want to remix it or oh, something? Oh, they're a complete stan of this song. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I just, I think I was exposed. To, you know how they say, like, you have to eat something six times to truly see if you like it or not? Yeah. Well, I think Charlie got me, like, six times through the song and i was like yeah Uh, okay i love it fine then you win (laughs) yes some of these songs that i'm recommended are are very similar where you're like Uh you need to have a few good listens before it clicks with you uh not this one though i my next one is a a track that i love the second i heard it it's from madeline it's called i'm only here for the beat and (laughs) it is exactly what you expect it to be it is i'm only here for the beat so good oh i loved it i love it i was not expecting that drop and oh did it hit oh i loved when i it. when i wrote it down i was like i feel like kira's gonna fucking love this <laughs> you knew it would be a pleaser yeah yeah it really i loved it yep 10 out of so 10 good my next recommendation is rilo's new track loud sex um <laughs> It's really a, that's a title. I just love it. That is a title. It's um, good. Like Rilo's been going a little bit more pop lately. I feel like less mm. processed vocals, but still really like still still with a little foot in hyper pop. And I just love the sound of it. I just love it. It's it's giving like twenty tens pop, and that's like my favorite pop. And I I was yeah. gonna ask like. 
a fair few of yours are quite horny songs. <laughs> oh God! Like, I don't, mate, are, are we okay, hon? I'm fine. I I don't even really pay attention, which is weird to say, given that I produce music. I think maybe as a music producer, I'm just much more drawn to instrumentals sometimes, and and yeah. like the sound and the melodies. I totally get that. Um, I, I mean, I'm I'm similar in some respects, but not in others. Like to connect, like I have two versions of me. One version is like I need to connect with a song, its lyrics, it, it makes me cry, emotional. And then there's the other one where I'm like, I just enjoy this song because it's good, and I'll put it on when I need something easy. Mm, and that's yeah. kind of what this next song is for me, Ooh. which is also referencing sex. Ah, yeah, sex in the room by Bronze Avery. I adore this. I also adore that his Spotify artist image is just him in this like bright orange speedo. It's great. Is it? Oh. It is. <laughs> oh, I, <laughs> it's okay. just oh, hello. <laughs> yeah, I thought this I like this song, yeah. It was very This is nice pop. Yeah. It's nice. Very chill. It's very nice. Chilled out, I think, isn't it? Like in a way. Yeah. yeah. Other brands of speedo things are available. <laughs> Speedies. Um, <laughs> I always forget they're a brand. It's like vacuum, I always forget they're a brand, yeah. and they just because you just that is that's what you call that item, but it's like a swim brief, isn't it? But I don't know. It's like googling something. That's the that's their brand name, but you use it anyway. It's yeah. Weird. Yeah. What is it? Hoover. Anyway. It's Hoover the one. Hoover's the brand. Henry Hoover. <laughs> like we call everything a Hoover, or like we do the Hoovering sometimes. It's but a vacuum yeah. cleaner. Yeah, but that's too many syllables. I understand why Hoover took hold. <laughs> um, yeah. So my next music recommendation is Souvenir Soft Place to Land. Hell yeah! I just think it's yeah, calm and pretty, and the melodies are so strong in it. I feel like. I'm so glad that you put this on there because I was nearly going to put it on. Oh, and really? When I saw you had, I was like, <laughs> cool, I get another option. <laughs> <laughs> cool. <laughs> I love Souvenir. Amazing. 10 out of 10. My next track is from Lucy Blue. It's called Love Hate. It's another one that I relate to quite a lot. I also really love the production on this. I don't know what it is. It just sounds so unique and so beautiful. And, oh, I love it. Completely agreed. It just, oh, I loved it. Yeah. Wob, wob. So good. Really cool. Sometimes I don't have much to say. I'm just like, yeah, great. You know, <laughs> but I mean it. But I'm just like, ah. like, <laughs> um, yeah. My final recommendation is Yumiaki. I think it's Yumiaki, isn't it? I always struggle yeah, with I'd the say pronunciation. Sorry. Um, and DJ Rico, their new song, Body Count. It's just, it's just angry and. Mm. Like I, On the yeah. show notes, I commented, holy shit, <laughs> <laughs> because I love a bit of hyper pop. And this is just, oh, so it it's yeah. giving me everything my autistic brain ever wanted. <laughs> yeah, the production is so crazy. I mean, they're both great. I think DJ Reek, yeah, they both produce. Yeah. So I'm not sure how that worked with that collab, but they're both great at what they do. And this it's is just, brilliant. So I don't care. Yeah, it's just Whoever did that crazy, like, bassy, scratchy thing, like, <laughs> whichever one of you did that, hats off, because that sounds crazy in the best way. Crazy. <laughs> okay, last one on the uh, music room is from me. El Divine, somebody I've been a fan of forever. If you've not ever listened to El Divine before, get on it. She's amazing. She's queer. Her music uh-huh. is brilliant pop. Uh, this is one of her sort of more 
mellow moments, but ah. it's so gorgeous. It's called Miscommunicate. Talking all about like having a sort of separate account online for your like deepest, darkest thoughts and ah. stuff. It is so relatable for so many reasons and I just absolutely adore this song. It's been stuck in my head for God knows how many days. I just keep going, Miscommunicate, I made a fake name. So good. Like listen to I- it. I think that out of all five, you might not have expected it, but this was my favourite recommendation of yours this was week. Was it? It was... Oh, my God. It was instant. Instant. I loved it. And I... I have you listened to any Elle Divine before? No, because I love her. I haven't. I love yeah. her. Okay, get on her. Uh, my friend from the Gadio days, Roisin, uh, big fan uh-huh. of Elle Divine early on and introduced me incredible artist just oh so good and i and i and i really wasn't sold on the name i was like that sounds a little strange what am i walking into but then like <laughs> but then the miscommunicate lyric comes up so quickly and you're like oh okay i get it it makes sense i get it that's cool <laughs> that's fine by me i love that <laughs> yeah, i love it and i love how it has quite an irregular structure as well i'm always a fan of that um it's, yeah oh. It's one of my absolute favourites from this month. It's great. Uh, speaking of this month, you can get all of these songs on our playlist for this month and every month gone by. Uh, Apple Music or Spotify, it is called Pop Goes Capitalism's Playlist. Woo! Uh, <laughs> very similar name to the podcast. Uh, you can find us wherever you are listening to us currently or on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and many other things i think we're on google we might even be on audible at this point i did put in a thing i don't know whether it worked i haven't checked but you can put podcasts on audible so (laughs) if you're listening on audible hi (laughs) yeah yeah give us a five star review let us know that you liked listening to this episode and also oh we will be back on day 15 of September for a deep dive by Kieran into drum roll. Reveal it for us, Kieran. AI and music. Ooh. (laughs) AI in music is coming your way 15th of September. And it is going to be a load of fun. I'm so excited to record that in 15 days. But for now, we'll see you there. See ya.